One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I will never cease to be surprised by AEW. Because even though it had been hinted at for a while, Tony Khan did indeed come out on Dynamite. And he was like, oh, hey, you really like Ori Wrestling? You already like New Japan? Why don't we just take two shows and put on some kind of super event? I mean, if I had told you this a few years ago, you would have punched me right in the face. Because you would have been like, Simon, stop lying. And to be honest, you probably would have been right. But we shall talk about that in due course, because hello, my name is Simon from What Culture, and because AEW did just put on another episode of Dynamite, don't know what I'm doing, I thought I would take the temporary fist of power and give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. Okay, so random CM Punk matches starting Dynamite have to become a thing, although I suppose they already are. But cult of personality hits, everybody goes nuts, story then flies out of your television and smashes you right in the face. It's a joy. This week, the opponent was Dustin Rhodes, and honestly, everything I just said. Early on, Dustin hurt his knee, so CM Punk was all over that, like he was eating calorie-free pizza, and at one point, he even slammed Rhodes into the ring apron. If you want to be a rassid wrestling nerd, you can go like, oh my gosh, he's acting all heelish, even though he was just trying to win the match. When Dustin fought back, he even hit a code red for an earful. So once again, imagine at any point in your existence, I had said to you, especially back in like 2005, CM Punk is going to take on the former gold dust and the latter is almost going to win with a variation of a Canadian destroyer. Once again, you're getting your fist going, Simon, you better shut up. Punk went for a figure four because obviously he wanted to work this injury, but Rhodes basically slapped his way out of it when he hit CM for a pile driver. And I can't help myself in no universe that I think Dustin Rhodes was going to win a bit. Growl of this, two punks arm had been injured, so if you can believe it, when he went for the GTS, he wasn't able to hit it, so everyone was like, oh no, what's he going to do? But he is an experienced pro wrestler, he watches all the shows quite clearly, because he hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the backwards, he got the one, two, three, they embraced afterwards, I felt all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Up. We also went mega teased because after this, Hangman Adam Page came out and he just looked at CM Punk. Almost like we have a pay-per-view coming up and we need a world title match. As around this point too, I realized somebody in the flipping front row had a Simon give me an up sign. Honestly, every single time you just make me feel like a proud panda. I don't even know what that means. But as I've told you before, and I will tell you again, if you go to this amount of effort, the least I can do is give you an up. Believe you me, it is the most emotional up you can imagine. We then saw Wardlow arriving at the arena when Mark Sterling and a bunch of security guards approached him and said, look, you're just here to have a match, so you have to go to your locker room, and also we're going to handcuff you so you can't do anything silly. 
Mark also had a message from Axwell, which was basically, you nothing but a pig. And then he dropped some rude words that I refuse to repeat here. And then it was time for the Blackpool Combat Club. The secret best bit of these matches is that William Regal always joins commentary and he was so happy this week, it filled me with glee. And they were also taking on Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty and Brock Anderson. And for a good five minutes of this, Danielson Mox and Wheeler Utah just killed them. I mean, seriously, they were just working away on them for ages, including wheels stretching the crap out of them. So you just knew that we were going to give the hot tag to someone who was going to be able to get their stuff in, and I guess almost maybe apply for the BCC. And on this night, it was Lee Moriarty. Because he did get the hot tag and he hit the go button, including just forearming Brian Danielson right in the face. And then they were basically reversing submissions, almost like, as I say, Lee thought, well, maybe this is my audition. He really shouldn't have tried the tap out game with Brian though because obviously eventually he was reversing everything but this is when Dante Martin got the tag and he was like well what can I do here oh I know I will springboard every move possible and take everybody out I mean he may have even won here if it wasn't for one hesitation but unfortunately he did stop which allowed John Moxley to apply the bulldog choke and just when it looked like his friends may be able to help him Danielson and Wheels just stomped and elbowed the absolute crap out of them. He had no choice. Dante Martin got hit with the paradigm shift. He was laid out. One, two, three. The Black Bull Combat Club are very, very good. Adam Cole, Red Dragon and the Young Bucks were then backstage. And they're basically all like, man, I'm so sad. I can't believe it. We're kind of crappy right now. When Kyle O'Reilly had a rousing speech. He was all like, no, 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 no. Not only am I going to defeat Jungle Boy later and qualify for the Owen Hart Cup tournament, but we are going to come together next week to have a 10-man tag. It's also going to be an open challenge. And they did tell us who was in this, but honestly, they threw so much information into my general direction, I didn't clock it. We also had a video reminding you of everything going on between Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh. And I am interested in all of this, so they must have done something right. When, yes, indeedy, out came Tony Khan for his big announcement. And I love all of these two. There's always some negative Nancy's online going, oh, man, but seriously, The Rock could come out and say, I've joined AEW and so has this guy. And then out comes Roman Reigns. And they'd still be like, oh, I don't think this was promoted in the right way. Also, don't forget, Khan is a promoter. His job is to promote. But he did introduce the New Japan president. And yes, on June 26th in Chicago, it is going to be AEW cross New Japan which is the best crossover since, well, probably Street Fighter Cross Tekken. We are just living in an alternative dimension, though, because how is this happening? Although, actually, the best bit here is that Adam Cole cut all of these guys off on the big screen. He was like, nah, man, I'm a big star. I should make this announcement. And yes, it is indeed going to be called AEW <laughs> Forbidden Door. He also then just dropped that he's going to be facing Ishii on Rampage to get into the Owen Hart tournament. I was like, what is going on? And then he introduced one of his buddies, and out came Jay White. He reminded us the last time New Japan had a co-promoted event in the USA, he sold out Madison Square Garden, and he put over the Undisputed Elite, or whatever they call themselves, and he put over the Bullet Club, saying their era is still now. So this was just another geek out moment. I am always going to enjoy these until the cow comes home. How is it even possible? Jade Cargill then doubled down on the fact that Red Velvet and Kira Hogan have joined her because they were backstage hanging out playing Nintendo. And she basically said, well, I'm going to fight Marina Shafir. And if she's the problem, I'm the problem solver. So I can only presume this is going to be a Rubik's Cube match. Sports entertainment time was next. 
I love it. Then Jeff and Sean Spears were in the crowd with a microphone and they were like, look, nobody likes Wardlow. He's a piece of trash. And because he's a nobody, he has to come out to no music. So the poor man did have to walk out to silence. He was also taken on the butcher who was ever very kindly had closed his shop early. And for a little while there, it was just two big pieces of man meat slapping man meat. That wasn't right, but you take my point anyway. And when the butcher hit a power bomb, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe Wardlow is gonna lose. That didn't happen. Instead, Ward kicked out a one. He then hit his own powerbomb symphony, which was four consecutively, and he pinned the butcher. That man, he's going to have to increase his prices because he just got whooped. The really cool bit, though, is afterwards, the security guards were here again, and they handcuffed Wardlow and took him away. And we need to applaud AEW very slowly for doing such a good job with this guy because every single week, he just feels like a bigger and bigger star. When we get to the pay-per-view and he destroys Friedman, my word, it's going to be delightful. Eddie Kingston then promised to kill Daniel Garcia on Rampage because they are going to have a match. And both the Jericho Appreciation Society and Santana and Ortiz are barred from the building. And his motivation here is that he wants to maul Garcia so that in his mind he can have more terrible things to do to Chris Jericho. This is kind of flubbed up. And then honestly, pfft, just wrap me up in some bread and call me papa. It was Kyle O'Reilly versus Jungle Boy to see who was going to go into the Owen Hart tournament. And I didn't see this coming. It shocked me. And also, as ever, it was just drowning in story. Because it kind of felt like Jungle Boy has got a little bit overconfident, maybe a little bit too aggressive, because, of course, he's been a tag team champion for a while now, and he wants to show everybody that he's the man. Because, I mean, he threw Carl to the floor, he smashed him with a dive, he followed up with a lariat, and even when O'Reilly was going after his brack, Jungle Jim was all like, nah, brah, and he just picked him up and threw him into the corner. Even when he did take too long, as the ego got the better of him, he was still able to apply the snare trap. But I think at this point, Kyle O'Reilly had worked him out so he got to the ropes and that's when he was like haha I'm gonna take advantage of it because from nowhere he hit a brain buster and he climbed to the top rope and he hit this flying knee and he pinned Jungle Boy and the ref went one the ref went two and the ref went three and he beat him and afterwards Christian came out and he was saying something to Jungle Boy so you just have to imagine something is coming here and this was far better and far more intriguing than just having Jungle Boy win because that's the obvious way to go so now look at me I'm all a flutter I don't know what's going on but I'm giving it up you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. We were then backstage with MGF who basically paid off Jake Roberts here because he wants Lance Archer to destroy Wardlow. Now, I'll be honest with you, pretty sure Jake Roberts was cutting a really good promo, but his voice is so grizzly-wizzly these days, I was like, I don't know what he's saying. Point is, Archer burst at the end and went, I don't care about your money, I'm going to murder everyone. And we're going to have to bring the death threat count about, because honestly, no matter what wrestling show you watch, everybody wants to do a murder. (laughs) And then Hook was debuting on Dynamite, be still my beating heart. And this was just utter nonsense too, and I cannot lie, I kind of want wrestling just to turn into goofiness constantly, because it makes me so damn happy. Hook was also taking on Anthony Henry here, but the big point was this. Halfway through the match, Danhausen appeared, he tried to curse Hook, but this definitely did not work as it has not been working all these past few weeks because Hook just applied the red rum and he got the submission win. We were not done though because Dan Housen now cannot believe it. He doesn't understand why this isn't working. So he got in the ring and he grabbed a microphone. He's like, right, that's it. I want to fight you. Which means at some point we are getting Hook versus Dan Housen on the down low so people on Reddit don't get mad. I may be more excited about this than the AEW versus New Japan. Hook was totally nonplussed by this as well and just barged past Danhausen and went to the back. And can we stop with all this, oh man, somebody needs to explain Danhausen. That's not fun. It's far more fun that there's a guy walking around a wrestling promotion that thinks he's some kind of demon and thinks he possesses the power of cursing even though he doesn't. That entertains me far more And if this ends with some kind of like Hookhausen tag team, I'm just going to fall over on the floor and die because my life will have peaked up. Things then took a little bit of a turn. Because Frankie Kazarian was finally back on Dynamite and saying, oh, maybe I want to go after the TNT title. When his old friend Scorpio Sky stopped him and said, look, can you just hold on to those thoughts for now? Because I want to challenge Sammy Guevara to a rematch. And you've always had my back and I need you to have it again. Has being the good guy was all like, yes, well, we promised each other we would do this years ago. So I'll continue that on today. And I kind of raised my eyebrow a bit. because, Like I say, we haven't seen Kazarian for a while. So watch this space. We then had a really good video reminding you that Thunder Rosa is the AEW Women's Champion. And she basically called everybody out. And that was very well done. When indeed... Out came Sammy Guevara and Ty Conte. Now, surely they must be heels, because Guevara especially was dressed like some kind of Christmas tree. Although he did say on the microphone, look, those who still support me, I love you. And those who don't, well, you can kiss my ass. This is when the men of the year and Dan Lambert interrupted. So bring it down, that's 34 in AEW and 99 interruptions in all of wrestling. So we're going to make 100 before we get to the end of April. And as ever, they just threw barbs at each other including Dan saying something along the lines of, if you don't shut up, my boys are going to come down there and pound you, Sammy Guevara, like you want to pound your girlfriend, but you can't. I mean, it was said more slickly than that. 
But to be quite honest with you, it's very difficult to repeat this stuff. The point of all of it, though, is that Sammy is happy to give Scorpio Sky a rematch for the TNT Championship in a ladder match, as long as they also get the mixed tag. Now, he just said mixed tag here, so obviously that's going to be Ty Conte and Sammy Guevara taking on Paige Van Zandt and someone, and that could be Ethan Page, that could be Scorpio Sky, or hell, that could be Dan Flubbin Lambert. I will say that everyone is being pitched far better now. I mean, Dan Lambert even came across here as somewhat of a good guy, or at least he had far less venom in his voice. But seriously, the real ace in the pack right now is Ethan Page. Anytime he gets a microphone and starts screaming, everyone goes crazy and it's really, really good. So I am going to give it an up because it does feel like AEW has listened to its audience and has changed tact. But look, this is like just an up because all of it is still a little bit weird. But they just had the most badass video vignette featuring the House of Black as once again they basically said, Hey, Fuego del Sol, we don't like you, and therefore you're going to die. So that's it. I'm bringing it back, and we're starting it now. There it is. The death threat counter is the answer one, but it's so funny. I mean, I love it, and I never want it to stop. But when did wrestling go, no, I don't want to beat you in a match. I don't want to make your championship, take your championship. I want you to be dead. Apparently last year, because that's when it began, but now we carry it on. This also, of course, ties into our main event, which was a flubbing coffin match, which is the definition of death. But before that, Britt Baker was back on Dynamite. And boy, how did we pick a good time to do it. Because she was accompanied by players from the Pittsburgh Steelers because we were in Britt Baker's hometown and we weren't hiding away from it at all. And honestly, all wrestling companies need to do this because it's always just so delightful to see. She was also taking on Danielle Kamala to see who was going into the Owen Hart Cup tournament. And at one point, what we should do is one of these underdogs should win. So everyone goes, holy crap, where did that come from? I mean, it didn't happen here. And Britt Baker tapped her out to the lockjaw. I'm just saying, I think that would be kind of good. I do want to shout out Danielle, though, because at one point she was choking Baker with the terrible towel. I was like, oh my gosh, I need more of the terrible towel in my life. And afterwards, Baker just got a microphone and basically said, hey, the women's division has been crap without me, so all these other women, you will suck, and I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to win the Owen Hart Cup. Maybe she will. So all of this was fine, it was kind of by the numbers, but sometimes that's just the way to go. Giving it up. We then found out that next week we are finally going to do Sheeda versus Serena Deeb to end their seven-month rivalry. So my word, that's been going on for a long time. Once again, Escalibur did this thing when he's talking about next week's episode of a Dynamite and he just drops in a match like it's not something I need time to come to terms with because we are having a qualifier for the Owen Hart Cup tournament, obviously, and it is Cash versus Dax. First time ever, one time only. This is like when he went, oh, by the way, Samoa Joe versus Suzuki is happening and I fell on the floor. Seriously, we just need to shut up for 20 seconds so I can process it. But yes, it then was main event time. Andrade versus Darby Allen in the coffin match. This was brutal. I mean, you have to go and watch it to just understand the sheer violence, but actually my favorite part was a little bit of comedy because maybe for the sixth time in Sting's career, he was hanging out in the fans pretending that he was a Sting supporter wearing a Sting's mask. And when Mark Quinn ripped up his sign, he ripped off his fake Sting mask to reveal, oh no, it's actually Sting. And I'm gonna tell you this, and I mean it, from the bottom of my tootsie toes, AW could do this every single week and every single time I would just go, yes, yes. Honestly, I actually think I'm in love with Sting. This is also why we basically had a huge brawl halfway through because Sting was taken on the Andrade family office or whatever they're called. And at one point, he smacked Mark Quinn with a chair. He fell down to the floor where there was a group of people and Sting, for like the second, third, fourth, fifth time, 
climbed up a balcony and dove on them. He is 63 years old. Let's face it, he is better than all of us. Andrade and Darby this whole time were just absolutely killing each other too, obviously. And at one point, when Darby Allen was in the coffin, Andrade couldn't close it because there was thumbtacks on the lid. And I actually said out loud, well, who put tacks on the lid? And why the hell are we doing this? Andrade was also constantly throwing Darby Allen into the floor, including this one bit where he exposed this steel grate and he just threw Darby onto it. And he hit it so hard, he bounced. Now I looked at it and I checked, I did my research and no, Allen is not a ball, he's a human and he should not be bouncing. There's also so many other moves here, but seriously, I could tell you them, but I cannot do them justice. I need to underline this because it was all so crazy. Like at one point, Darby Allen went for the coffin drop and Drade caught him and he gave him a German suplex into the mess. Eventually, Darby was able to hit Andrade with his goat suicide dive, and that did knock him into the coffin. But once again, there was so much hoopla here, he couldn't close it. And this is when Jose, the assistant, ran to the ring, got naked for some reason, and then he got thrown into those thumbtacks. Darby Allen finally shut the lid, and I just laid down, because I was like, I don't know how they've survived, but thank goodness they have. Sting and the Hardys also came out afterwards to celebrate with their son, and this was just a terrific way to end what I thought was an excellent episode of Dynamite. I am giving it an up. Which brought us to the end of the show. And I don't really need to say anything else. I think I've made my thoughts and feelings very clear. This two-hour Zoom by overall is getting it up. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.